It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode 210, Crabs and Burgers. Pistolets! 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 What are you going to do, Jameson? Shoot me here in front of all these people? Then do it. I have all of these witnesses who will testify against you. You forced me to turn against my country by threatening my mum. What kind of person does that? A Russian patriot, bound by fate to take back what was Mother Russia's. Your mother was never in any harm. I don't believe you. We have enough evidence against you that you may very well be facing a firing squad. I'm just going to save them the trouble of shooting you. No, you're crazy. You can't do this. I've been waiting a long time, Dmitri. Any last words before I send you back to Moscow in a buddy bag? No, please. You can't. Oh, I can and I will. James, don't do it. Holster your service weapon now. That's an order. Why are you smiling? You are going to kill me. He was going to kill me, Simon. Don't worry, boss. I wasn't going to shoot him. I just wanted him to feel the fear my mum felt. Is everything all right? Jameson, what are you doing? Just arresting a Russian spy. Nothing else. Polizia! Polizia! Say it dobre. Say dobre. Say chlovik, you ruski spion. Mayo Peter Ashton. Say it dobre. Spokino. Spokino. Well, Dimitri, place your hands behind your back. What about him? He threatened to shoot me. If I was going to shoot you, I would have done it well before they came here. And I wouldn't have done it here. I would have taken you to a back alley. Come on, Dimitri. Your friend Sergei is waiting for you. And I have a nice cell waiting for you. You've made a big mistake, Anton. Your days are now numbered. And so are yours. I would guess maybe from now to life. You three, wait here. My men are on their way to take him for booking. Let's go, Dimitri. I'm glad that's over. I'm not so sure it is. What do you mean by that? I'm not totally convinced that we got the head of the serpent. I thought it was pretty clear that Sergei handled Dimitri and Dimitri handled Anton. What am I missing? You can always go higher in the chain of command, all the way to the Kremlin. Just how many more levels there are above Sergei here in Ukraine? Does Sergei report directly to Moscow? Or is there a handler or handlers here in the country? I'm not sure we'll get anything out of either Sergei or Dmitri. It's all we have right now. Once we get back to SBU headquarters, we'll see what Anton's people could do. I can guarantee you that they don't use the same questioning tactics that we do. Don't forget that the SBU were formerly the KGB. 
We may not want to witness how they interrogate. I don't know about that. After what Dimitri did to my mum, I might enjoy watching. Hey, Pappy, this is Jim. How you feeling? Oh, I feel fine, Jim. Question is, how do you feel? <laughs> With my fingers. <laughs> you know what I mean. You took a nasty blow to the head. I hope you saw medical attention. That's nothing to take lightly, you know. Well, you know, I appreciate your concern, but uh, I went to the emergency room and there's no concussion or fracture. Just a nice little bump. Well, that's No, but they had something better than public gossip. I found a bug here in the conference room. A bug? Well, that explains a lot. I wonder how it got in the Smithsonian and how long it's been there. We're going to check with the docents and managers here. Maybe someone came in for maintenance work. However it got in here, we'll find out. Have you had a chance to process any of the evidence you found? Well, Sam and Scarlett are running it by our lab. We should have something by tomorrow. Sounds Same here, Pap. Check you later. So how is Mr. Thornton? Yeah, he said he's doing fine. He'll uh, do some digging on his end and let us know if he finds anything. So from all of this, we know that Korsky has at least two people helping him. If we can identify either one of them, that might be the break we need. <laughs> I certainly hope so. You don't think this could be another Queens-Houston deal, do you? You mean rage operatives with earthbound assistance like you and Leonard? Exactly like us. I wouldn't rule that out, even though I dismissed the idea earlier. It made me think of my situation and how easily someone could be manipulated. Oh yeah? Who's being manipulated? We were just discussing the possibility that Korsky could be in a situation like you had in Queens and Houston. The two who jumped Barnes could be working for Korsky like Leonard and I worked for Hank and Louis. So, you think there's a possibility that Korsky is an alien, huh? Well, look, he doesn't have to be an alien, just someone with a couple of henchmen working for him. But why? Why would people work for an army officer trying to quiet an investigation? Well, the ultimate reason. Money. Or he's got some sort of militia helping him. You mean that cliché made-for-TV-movie movie format where a former colonel forms a militia of ex-military? And they're all wearing old uniforms with patches in the wrong place, chevrons upside down. Yeah, and, and wearing an officer's cap when he's enlisted. Yeah, I get the picture. I don't think that's what we're dealing with. Those guys are usually preaching the end of civilizations. The feeling I'm getting here is espionage. What are we talking about here? Spy versus spy? Oh, yeah, hey, yeah. We're just tossing around some ideas about what connection the two men have to Korsky. Well, we might have gotten a small break. I've been pouring through cameras around the time you would have arrived. All right, let's see what you got. Well, it's helpful that these apartments are in a part of town that's not highly traveled. I estimated the time that it would take you to get to the address you provided and started there. These three vehicles went through this intersection, traveling in a direction that would have them exiting your street. So we have two sedans and a van. My guess would be the van. And your guess would be a good one. I ran the plates and the van is a rental. That's where I think we need to start. All right. 
Looks like we got some good old-fashioned legwork to do. Well, okay then. Let's roll. Have you seen any movement at all? Nothing yet. I don't see any residual footprint signatures, so they either left a while ago or someone is still in there. The doorknob signature is cold now, too. I think we've waited long enough. I'm going to signal Joe McIntam to move into the right. You want me to signal him? I'm not looking to start a fight. Ah, you're no fun. All right, let's go. I'll signal Joe Mac to breach the door once we're in position. You follow him in. Copy that. Get ready. Go. Clear right. Clear left. Search the area. Look for any signs of recent occupation. The place is pretty dusty, so we should be able to find signs of activity. Yeah, just look at the floor. It looks like it may be two sets of footprints. I might have something here. Look at this tabletop. Check out this ring left on the table. Oh, that's not what I wanted to see. Why is that? Yeah, what's wrong with that? You mad because they didn't use a coaster? No, Joe Mac. I could care less about a coaster. Gabby's biggest fear is that we're going to find what's left of Wi-Fi in a bubbling jar. Ah, of course. Pickled Zoka. I could see how that'd leave a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> you know what, Joe Mac? You can just... Kill- Let's just get on with our investigation. What? I was just going to say you can just take your search over there away from me. I'm going to check the transmitter. Well, well. What do we have here? Find something? Take a look at these wires going to the transmitter. Part of the coating has been stripped. That's to tie in whatever they were using to upload the program change to Georgia. Oh, yeah. Just enough bare wire exposed to attach jumper wires to them. It was crudely done, too. Look how some of the wires are frayed. You think they attached wires to whatever was in that big bubbling jar? Big bubbling jar? Are you serious, Joe Mac? There's a dust ring on the table. What makes you think it was a jar? Uh, She has a point. With no evidence that a jar was here, it could have been anything round. And as we've discussed before, the technology to do what you're suggesting just doesn't exist yet. As far as we know, it doesn't exist. Our opinions are just that. Opinions. Speculations. We need to find whoever did this. I'm sure it will lead us right to Wi-Fi. Keep searching. I found something inside the transmitter. It looks like blood. Let me have a look. Yeah, that's blood. Do you suppose one of them cut themselves stripping the wire? No suppose about it. Take a close look at the wire here. That appears to be blood. I'd say one of them cut a finger stripping these wires. I can't believe it. A napkin with blood on it. Well, it stands to reason if you cut yourself, a cloth item of some kind would be a logical choice. I mean, better than wiping it on your pants anyway. This isn't just any napkin. This one comes from the bar Marco and I went to looking for Bella. Whoever cut themselves was at that bar recently. Are you sure about that? No doubt. When we get back to the ship, I'll show it to Marco and see if he says the same thing. I think we've seen just about everything there is to see here. 
Agreed. Let's head back to the ship. Do you have something for us? Yes. We've been able to identify the maker of the boot and the size. Hmm. Boots made by a dock? So, is it some sort of orthopedic boot? No, Sam. The brand name is Doc. That's not the shoe insert guy, is it? No, that's a different doctor. <laughs> Weird. On my planet, doctors spend most of their time patching us up. They don't have time for retail adventures. Uh, I'll explain it to you later. So, we're looking for this brand in a ten and a half medium. Yes, and from what we could tell, there was very little wear on the sole. I wish I could say the same for myself. <laughs> so, the boots may have been recently purchased. While I was in the back, I got a text from Agent Barnes. Detective Garrett was able to isolate three vehicles from traffic cams. One was a rental, so they are pursuing that lead first. I take it from the plates that they can trace the rental agency that rented out the van. Yes, it's from a company working out of Reagan National Airport. They are headed there now. Did you let him know about the boots? Yes, I did. They also found a bug in the conference room. Before you ask, Sam, it's a listening device. Well, I knew that. Were they able to get any information off that? They are running the make and model. They are also checking the Smithsonian's network to see if it was breached. Otherwise, they would have had to have been close by to receive, or they came and retrieved the data physically. Well, that might be plausible, since it had to be placed there in the first place. Someone had to have access to that conference room. We're going through the security footage now. How long before we get results on the DNA? We can get it processed in a day. If we don't get a hit on our database, we'll do a familial search. If that fails, then we'll open up the IDF database. But that might take some time. Do you even have any eyes on Korsky? Yes. We've been monitoring his movements since the investigation opened. Anything out of the ordinary? He's been as clean as a whistle. That's because he has a couple of flunkies doing his dirty work for him. That is speculation. But yes, we feel the same. This is where being hungered would be advantageous. We'd pick him up and by the end of the night, he'd confess to anything. As tempting as that sounds to me, Sam, I want due process of the law so there is no doubt. I'd rather he suffer in a prison cell for the rest of his life than just a few hours. I assure you, Scarlet, we have the best resources available working on the case. We'll find something that leads us to him. I promise. I'll give it our best efforts. That's all I can really ask for. Welcome to SPU headquarters. I want to congratulate you, Jameson, on your apprehension of Dimitri. I understand things got a little tense. Maybe for him, but I was fine. I don't know, Jameson. You looked pretty intense back there. I just wanted to feel fear. Like my mum felt when his men held her prisoner. I didn't think you would carry out your threat, but I must admit I was a little worried there for a minute. That's good. That means he might have been a lot worried. Where are they right now? We have them in separate holding rooms. We hope to turn them on each other. You mean like tell one that the other turned on them for a deal? Yes, something like that. You know, these are highly trained agents. They're probably expecting something like that. Boss, you've been with Dimitri as Dale for several years. Is there anything you learned from him that we could use against him? Maybe intel he shared in a case? Anything? I can't think of anything offhand. I'll give it some thought. We're going to interview Sergei first. If you like to watch, follow me. 
Watch, I'd love to be there one on one. I'm sure you would. Right in here, you'll be able to hear and see everything. And please, try not to bang on the glass. I'll try not to. Well, Sergey, this is a little different. English? You're going to question me in English? In the Ukrainian police station? My Russian is not as good as your English. I don't want my Russian turning into Surzhik. You know I'm not going to tell you anything. You're wasting your time. I don't expect you to give up any national secrets or expose any other agents. I've worked with Moscow too long to expect that. So what is this then? Just a formality? Something to do so you could say to your superiors, yes, I interrogated him. More or less. He's not just going to give up, is he? Then I vote for less. I'll be out of here in no time. Confidence is something you never lacked, Sergei. Why do you think that? I'm far too valuable to the motherland. My superiors will strike a deal for a prisoner exchange. In case you haven't noticed, we are at war. Our governments aren't talking. Well, at least yours isn't willing to talk. Because there's nothing to talk about. We merely want what was ours back. Yours? It was never yours. Come on, Anton. This is not the time for political debate. We are preparing to make Dmitri a very generous deal to turn on you. He would never do that. He's a true patriot. A patriot? Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. You do know that he and Tony Simon go way back. Of course I do. He has been deeply embedded for many years. And over the course of those many years, we have uncovered many Russian plots. What are you trying to say, Anton? Are you saying that Dmitri was a source of information for the rest? Is that true? Not the least. You don't think that Dmitri was possibly playing both sides with an allegiance to neither one? He is a soldier from Mother Russia. I don't believe you. Well, that's too bad, because we are working on a deal with him as we speak. Like I said, Anton, I don't believe you. We are about to arrest Alexei Volkov. I think maybe that name is familiar to you? Hmm? Volkov? I don't know what you're talking about. Who is he? You know who he is. He worked for the same man who handles you. And since you know that I never had contact with him, you should realize that Dmitri gave him up. You're lying to me. I know your tactics, Anton. I taught them to you. Yes, you did. And you also told me how to break a man. He's good. Think about what I've said, Sergei. Dmitri has made a deal. If you don't, well, I suppose we can let you go, but not after letting the public know who you are and how many Ukrainian lives you have ruined. I doubt you even make it across the street. Take him back to his cell. I must admit, that was a very interesting interrogation. Yeah, who is this Volkov fellow? He sounds like a big wheel. Oh, he's very big. I know Dmitri didn't give up that information. So how did you find him? We haven't. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. You just bluffed him. Remind me never to play poker with this guy. That's for sure. He fooled me too. That was quite clever. 
How do you know about this Volkov? He's been on our radar for years. Do you remember the Russian mob group that kidnapped your mother? Yeah, the Uzbek. Uh, They operate mainly as drug importers for the Colombian-based Kali KGB. We've been trying to gather evidence to arrest him, but he's proven to be quite elusive. I'm hoping that by telling Sergei that Dmitri gave Volkov up, it might change his mind about cooperating. That's quite a long shot, but I suppose it's about the best you could do given the circumstances. So... Where do we go from here? I'll go and question Dmitri with the same story. My goal is to create doubt in their minds. I think it might work as long as we keep them separated. I can't wait for the second act of this play. We're approaching the bar now. We're close behind. Once you enter the bar, Tam and I will post ourselves just outside the door. Copy that. And we're using the phrase, no need for that, as our danger signal. Affirmative. We'll be standing by. No need for that. That's the best you could do? I was hoping for something a little more secret code-like. Such as? I don't know. Something catchy like, hey, still have your dog in a box? Dog in a box? I think both of you have lost your minds. That doesn't make any sense. It does to me. Well, I prefer cats, myself. Mm, I can see that. They do what they want and only pay attention to you if they need something. Once you give it to them, they might purr and let you rub their head once and then take off. Wait a minute. You are talking about cats or your own love life? (laughs) Good one, Gabby. That's hitting the old nail on the head. Uh, Put a trap on it, you two-faced traitor. You do know you're on an open mic system, right? Time to get serious. Yep, here we go. You two again? Well, at least you brought a pretty lady with you this time. What do you want now? This napkin. It comes from your bar, right? What of it? There's blood on it. I can't help but notice that you have a bandage on your finger. Get a nasty cut? Yeah, I cut it when I broke a glass. I'm sure we can match the blood on this napkin with yours. So what? We found this napkin in the ADF transmitter at the hospital airfield. Someone spliced the wires to a transmitter that sent a virus to our ship's computer. You three just made a big mistake. Hey, 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 there's no need for that. Freeze. Don't make a move or it will be your last. Now, if you don't tell us where Lord Zokar is, I have a body bag with your name on it. All right, all right. It's not worth it. I'm going to press a button under the bar. Gabby, go and check it out. Jafra, come here. What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. Just look. I guess you did see a ghost. What has Gabby discovered? Who's bugging the Smithsonian and Garrett's crew? Will Anton's plan make Dimitri turn? Find out in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles Bubble Trouble. 
You start with an idea, a what if. Then you populate this idea with characters, heroic, cowardly, dramatic, humorous, scheming, clueless, as many as you want. Then you stir them briskly in a plot that turns this way and that until a satisfying ending is achieved. You've just written an audio drama. The challenge is, can you write one and finish it before the end of February? That's the challenge of National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. So get busy. For details, go online to sonicsociety.org slash nadsrum. That's N for national, A for audio, D for drama, S for script, W-R-I for writing, and M for month. Don't ask me why writing is represented with three letters. I didn't come up with it. But maybe I could write an audio drama explaining why. Hmm...